And you be you can be seated. We're not going to make you do any more. Just to let you know, it was a little quieter in here than when we had a hundred kids and workers in doing that. By the end of the week, it was a it was always a blast. And so uh, we're going to move to our youth camp here in just a moment. But I do want to mention something that goes along with Vacation Bible School, and that is our G Fuge. Um, and so our youth come and work in the mornings here at Vacation Bible School, and then in the afternoon they do work for church members, people that. Uh, need help in their yards or need help with a project um, that aren't able to do it for themselves or just need some help in those areas. And our youth go out in teams and do that. And a person that helped um, coordinate that this year is the same person that's going to talk, come talk about Generate and is the same person that last week in our business meeting, the personnel committee announced will be uh, uh, in the interim time, our full-time student pastor while we are looking for someone else. And so I want you to welcome Josh Norman, who's going to come talk about Generate a little bit. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little tall. It's okay. Um, how y'all doing? So I'm Josh Norman. Um, I have been working with the youth for probably about two years now. Love them. They're great. Um, but I'm here to talk about Generate. And so if you guys don't know, Generate is our youth camp that we go to every summer. That we've been going through for four years uh, around about now. And we love it. We love getting to go to Generate. It's so much fun. It's high energy, a lot of games, a lot of downtime just for us to relate to each other and to fellowship with one another. But um, before I get into kind of what we, what we talked about at Generate and tell you um, a little bit about it, I have a couple people that I want to thank. I want to thank every, every parent who helped us out. We had to get a charter bus because the van situation was crazy. And so our parents were integral in letting us um, and helping us pay for a charter bus that made it super easy to go to gener- Generate. I know the students love the charter bus, and it was just it was so good. And so parents, I want to thank you guys so much for all of your, your willingness to be flexible and your willingness to help us out. Um, but there's one, two more people I want to I want to recognize. Uh, Patricia, can you stand up? Sorry, Patricia. Um, Patricia York and my mother, Jackie Norman, uh, came to me with Generate when when there were no other volunteers. And I am just so thankful for both of them. I could not have done that week without them. They were integral in, in these kids lives for this week. And I am beyond thankful. And so Patricia and my mother, Jackie, we're so thankful for them. And so if you see them, give them a hand, tell them you love them. But that's, that's from me to them. Um, and so um, we had so much fun at Generate. I know the students did. Um, we played games. We played crazy games. We had incredible worship. We had an incredible pastor. And it was just a wonderful week. But the whole week we were talking about this idea of the darkness and the light. And it was this idea that, yeah, there's, a, there's some darkness in the world, right? We can look on the TV. We can look on the news. We can look in our own lives. And we can say, yeah, there's a lot of darkness out. But we also know that there is light, that there is Jesus, that he is the one true light, and that we have to be that light for everyone else. And so in this week, we had uh, numerous illustrations about light, um, not covering a, a, a lamp with a, a basket, that the, all those kind of things that we talked about. But there was one illustration that I wanted to share with you guys that relates to the darkness and the light. Um, and it was the illustration of a lamp, that whenever a lamp is plugged into a source, it shines light. And we related that back to how we are with Jesus, that the only way we can shine God's light is if we are plugged into Jesus at the source. And so we talked about how some of us are plugged in and we're shining and we're doing great. Now, we might flicker here and there, but we're plugged into the source. We're plugged into Jesus, and we're having a great time. But there are a lot of people that aren't plugged into the source at all. And that 
and that we have to be the light. We have to shine our light so that way they can be plugged in the source, that way they can find Jesus. And that sometimes there's even a, a third option, that sometimes we're plugged into the source, that we say that we're following Jesus, we say that we're going to church, but our light's not on, that we're not exhibiting the, the values of the light. We're not sharing Jesus with other people. We're not telling other people about him, not telling other people how he's working in our lives. Um, but I know it was such a great time for our kids just to think about us as light, that we are called to be God's people. We are call, called to be God's light in the entire world. That's our whole job as believers. And so even before your real job, even before your dream, your purpose, we are called to be the light of the world. And that's what we talked about all through Generate. And so I'm super excited that I got to come up and, and be with them. And it was just a great time with us. And so um, thank you. For at least the last uh, 13 years, maybe 15 or 16 years, our kids have taken the summer trip to Center Kid. And that's for kids that are third grade through sixth grade. Um, and this was, this was the year that we got to go after last year when we didn't and hit a little speed bump in the midst of preparation for that. Many of you know, or most of you know, that Ellie Thomas, who had coordinated that and coordinated our children's ministry for years, um, felt called by the Lord to a different place. And so we realized that that was going to mean she wasn't going to be going to Center Kid this year. And as I prayed through that and asked the Lord for guidance and what we needed to do in the midst of that, there was one name that came to mind of somebody that needed to lead that group. And so um, she did. She said yes right away, worked diligently to make it happen. And for the next uh, period of time, while we're looking for somebody to fill Ellie's role, She's going to be coordinating our children's ministry during that time. And so I want you to welcome Krista Steelman, who's going to come and share about our Center Kid experience. So I'm not tall. Just a minute here. Hey, church. How are you? Um, I'm Krista. I'm super excited. I was super honored to be asked to take an amazing group of kiddos and selfless serving adults to Campbellsville University this summer for Center Kid 2021. So I'm going to copy Miss Janetta because she's the best. If you went to Center Kid and you're wearing your purple shirt, purple shirt or you're not, stand up. And if you're an adult and you help, stand up. Awesome job. Let's clap for these <laughs> So we had 37 adults and kiddos that went with us. Um, some were not members of our church when they came. Um, Kendall came with us, and it was super excited to celebrate with her as she made that bold decision to accept Christ. Um, Center Kids theme this year was the discovery, and Center Kid, kiddos and adults, I'm going to copy Miss Janetta again. I'm going to start the main scripture, and I'm going to see if you remember it. So our focus scripture came from 1 John 2, 6. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. So every single day there was a theme that went along with that of how we should follow Jesus in our daily lives. So we learned to walk as Jesus walked, obey as Jesus obeyed, care as Jesus cared, forgive as Jesus forgave, and day five was speak as Jesus spoke. So a typical day for Centric Kid. Um, we had some kids that went to Generate, and they were able to communicate with their parents a little bit more or FaceTime or Snap or whatever they do to communicate. But when those kids that went to Generate also went to Center Kid, 
Those parents didn't hear from them as much at Center Kid because we were up at 6 a.m. and then we were lights out, <clears throat> right, lights out at 10.30. And we were nonstop packed schedule all day long. So our typical schedule was wake up between 6 and 6.30, get ready for time alone with God by 7 a.m. That was their personal Bible study. We had breakfast and we attended a big kickoff called I Can't Wait with worship. We heard from the pastor, lots of fun music. Um, we heard some skits, watched some skits. Then the campers went on to either recreation first or Bible study first, and then they flip-flopped. And while they were gone, the adults got the opportunity to have adult time and adult worship, so that was pretty cool. Our adults also went on to have our daily Starbucks under the tree together, so that was fun. Um, we waited for our campers to return, and then we went to lunch. Our kiddos got to participate in some track times of their choice. They had two. Collectively, our kiddos participated in Build It, Weird Science, Cheernastics, Wet n' Wild, Splish Splash, Flag Football, Basketball, Archery, Only Boys Allowed, Game Day, Sign Language, Creative Dance, and through every single opportunity, it was always brought back to Jesus. Um, there were also a couple of hang times throughout the day. We had one in the middle of the day and then one at the end of the day. We had dinner, then worship again. Worship was one of my favorite times when you just heard those sweet voices praising Jesus. Um, then we had church group time where we came back together, just our church, and, and brought the day back together and talked about what we learned. And then we had another hang time and lights out at 1030, also known as the new SBCG Kids Adult Hang Time on the Sidewalk, where we brought couches and chairs from our apartment, and we created our own little area to hang, and that was super Fun. And, of course, we can't leave out that on Thursday, our favorite day, what do we do on Thursday, kids? ONC, that's right. Organized Mass Chaos. We had a great time. We were super messy. Some of you may have said something different. That's okay. Um, but even in the middle of chaos, it was brought back to Jesus, right? So I have some memories that I'm going to take away while I'm counting down the days to Center Kid um, 2022. Um, here are some memories, and they may be some of yours, too. We had an amazing group of campers. We had serving adults. We learned about Detective Clue, and Biff taught us all about different kinds of cheese. Um, the adults really enjoyed asking the campers, do you have your name tag? Do you have your backpack? Where is your name tag? Where is your backpack? Um, we went on a swamp monster hunt late at night all over the campus. We had our very first SBCG Kids talent and fashion show. That was awesome. Um, the kids enjoyed the swimming pool while the adults enjoyed watching them in the sauna, also known as the swimming pool. Um, we lost room keys, but we memorized scripture, so we didn't have to pay for those room keys. There were umbrella hats. There was an Emma Tater. We got to celebrate our friend Kendall accepting Jesus. Um, hearing the sweetest voices at worship, adult daily Starbucks time, and great sandals tan line. We jammed with the band. We ran through the sprinklers. We matched shirts every single day. We did the church clap. And, of course, we can't leave out teach. So thank you, adults. Thank you, kiddos. It was an amazing week. And right now you're going to get to see our sign language girls. Um, they're going to perform um, from one of their tracks. And I encourage you to sing along with them. You'll know the words. And when they do this, that's the universal sign language sign for clapping. So I want you to clap for them as well. So, all right, girls, come on up.
One of, the, uh, one of the great things about being a pastor is, especially at a place where I've been now pastor for um, 14 years, is that you get to see people grow, not just physically, but you see them grow spiritually. And uh, we had a couple of people this year that made all three of our big trips. Um, and one of them is going to come share her experiences in just a moment. I'll just tell you this about Tori York. She is a rock star. Um, when she is leading kids, watching her lead kids in Denver, watching her um, lead kids here with our VBS out uh, doing recreation, hearing stories of how Generate impacted her life, but also how she impacted the lives of our 
um, of our kids helping to lead at Center Kid this year as a junior counselor. We are so thrilled to have her come and share and so excited about what God is doing in her life and what God is going to do in her life. And so, Tori, come on and share with us a little bit about what God did this summer for you. Hi, y'all. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Um, <laughs> and as you can tell, uh, he said, I've helped to work rec. You learned that watching me dance. I don't dance. Um, so I was tasked with picking three kind of big things that kind of stuck out to me that God kind of showed me throughout my summer. And the first thing that God really showed me is that I have a joy and a love to serve others. Um, most of you may not know this, but my testimony actually includes room at the end. My parents were working room at the end with the college career kids. And that night I accepted Christ and I also felt the calling in my life to serve others, which is super duper cool. And I saw that through Denver, through VBS and through Center Kid. And for those of you who don't know, I kind of went as like a baby adult. I went as a miniature staffer. Um, <laughs> I got to basically shadow the blue team around which Center Kid is separated into Yellow, which is your third graders, green, which is your fourth graders, blue, which is your fifth graders, and red, which is your sixth graders. So I got to hang out with a whole bunch of just completed fifth graders all week. So much fun. <laughs> um, but I love just serving people, and it's amazing. The second point is this year at GLOW, we were all tasked to pick a word, just kind of for the year to define our, our walk with the Lord. And mine was Go. I've always felt the calling to do more in my life. And this summer, I really got to live out that word, which is super duper cool. And also, at Generate, we really talked about living out your every day for the gospel, which is amazing. And just kind of emboldened me to go forth and to take every day that I have as a blessing. And that I constantly go into a world of darkness, but I can be a light to everyone that I meet, which is super duper cool. And the third one that I guess I really didn't know, but has kind of become apparent through this past year, is that people see me. Um, I, if you don't know, have been working with the kids uh, every Sunday since basically we came back from COVID, which is super duper amazing for me. But I had uh, two kids in particular come up to me at Center Kid. One of them uh, was Izzy and uh, Castro, and she asked me, she's like, when are you coming back to the kids' area? And that's really when it stuck to me that, like, I'm making an impact in these kids' lives. And, like, I have to be the example for Christ that I want to be because they're all looking at me like you guys are right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one was a boy at Center Kid who came with our group. He doesn't go to our church, but his name is Colson. And I got to lead church group time on our last night, which was kind of scary for me, but it was also really, really great. And he comes up to me afterwards, and he's like, thank you so much for getting me involved, for making me run, for making me chant with the blue team, with just getting me into the games and getting me into Bible study and keeping me up with my tracks and just talking to me. And that just... That's going to be a memory that sticks with me forever. This summer has changed my life, and I don't think I'll ever forget it. And I got to meet so many amazing people, and I'm just super grateful for the opportunities that God gave me. Thank you, guys. 
we had a blast in Denver. Tori was a part of that team. Um, Krista talked about um, that sometimes at Center Kid, people aren't able to let their parents know or talk to their parents very much. Um, about day five of Denver, I got the, are, is my daughter still alive text from Ben York? Um, because she was so involved in what we we're doing. At that moment, we happened to be trying to figure out how to do laundry in the hotel thing with her bending into the laundry. And so I took a picture of that for him and said, here she is. And so she is, she is super duper cool. All right. And so I want you to know that. All right. Um, we have a, we have a special relationship with Journey Point in Denver. We have now done camp for them three out of the last four years. Obviously last year was COVID. We did not. We did camp for them before they were a church. We did camp for them four months after they were a church, and we have done camp for them now after they've been a church through a year of COVID. Um, We have done camp in three different locations for them. Three camps, three different locations. And uh, we have a video for you to watch real quickly. And then after the video, um, Laura Lyles, who was a part of our uh, mission team, um, who also went with her her two children, Laura, is going to come and speak to you about what uh, Denver impact on her and what we did there. And so before that, though, we have a special video from Chris Phillips, who's the pastor of Journey Point Church. Hey, First Baptist Goodlipsville, it's Chris Phillips here in Denver, Colorado, and I wanted to send you a quick update just to say thank you. As I was talking to Pastor Lyle and some others, and we were kind of evaluating our summer, we were talking about how beneficial it was to have your team out here helping us be the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, as a two-year-old church plant, uh, one year pre-COVID, one year in COVID, and now in kind of the mushy middle time frame, it was very vital for our young church to be able to go back into the community uh, and really engage the community. One of the greatest ways we've done that a lot of times with you all is through our kids camp. Uh, man, that week we were in our third different location in three times of having summer kids camp. And this time it was in an old Burger Works store, uh, also in an old subway, and then in a random side yard next to both of those. And so we thought, hey, we're going to make it work. And you know what? We did just that. Uh, with the team that was here, we had 75 kids. We had to cap it there because we didn't know how many we could have. And we had about eight or nine kids that ended up saying yes to being followers of Jesus uh, that week. And man, it was just incredible. Uh, I, we had parents that were on Facebook chat boards and all over talking about how great that experience was for their kids. In fact, as a matter of fact, we did a second camp in July. And because of the success of the first camp, because of First Baptist Goodlettsville, we actually upped it just a little bit, thinking we could have more kids. And we had 98 kids at that camp, many of which returned from their first camp experience in June with First Baptist Goodlettsville. And so I just wanted to say thank you. You know, our ability to be able to impact and reach our community is so heavy upon these things that we do in the community to show our presence. You see, we don't have the building where people drive by and all of that kind of stuff. And so doing those camps and doing them with excellence and doing them uh, focused on the kid and making it a safe environment is huge for our families and our community to have a trust ability with us that they would maybe even one day step into our services. And in fact, several of them have, and they've visited and been online and even told us that when school starts back, they're going to visit as well. So a huge thank you. We love you. We cannot do what we are doing here, trying to impact lostness in the city of Denver without your partnership. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for coming and being the hands and feet of Jesus with us. And thank you for impacting lostness for the kingdom of God in the city of Denver through Journey Point Church. I hope you have a great day.
and two kiddos. And so we had a team of 12, um, and it was an absolutely amazing experience uh, to be there. Uh, there were 75 kids. There were three other, so we, we had two other church groups that were with us. So the three teams together, we did not know the, the members of the churches from West Tennessee. We did not know the members of the churches from uh, South Carolina. But what's cool about what God can do is he can take the gifts and talents from people who don't know each other, who've never met each other, and he can put them all together um, to make uh, the right hands and the right feet uh, to minister to the people who are there. And so um, that's exactly what happened. We got there on Saturday, and then the other teams trickled in. And so we didn't even really meet all of the team members until we were kind of on Monday, let's go and do kids camp. Um, but we had science, and amazingly, we had people who were scientists who were who were there to do science. We had Bob and team who were there with gifts and talents to do music, and we had people who were artists. And uh, Lyle and uh, Josh led the older Bible study, and Sherry and I worked together leading the younger Bible study. Um, we had Ellie and our youth and some of the other youth who were doing uh, recreation. And through it all, we took our Vacation Bible School curriculum and we amplified it. We maxed it out. Um, it ran from 8 in the morning-ish um, until we served lunch. Uh, and then in the afternoon, the, the kids left around 2 o'clock. And so we had Andrew, who worked with the West Tennessee team to be in the kitchen to serve lunch. Um, and so it really just was an amazing way to see the big church, the big C church, come together uh, in a way that we all knew what we were supposed to do. And the number one thing that we were supposed to do was that motto of seek truth, find Jesus. We were all about helping these kids to know Jesus in whatever way, if it was a rec game or if it was art or science or basketball, um, whatever their interest might be, we were there to have fun with them, to encourage them, and to um, be Jesus. And so that's, um, that was really the coolest thing about uh, the, whole, the whole experience. Uh, while we were there, as a team, we also studied Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And so we uh, just had a, a, a time where we were, uh, we were studying the Word and we were living out the Word. Um, and, you know, I just thank the church for all the ways that you have supported missions. Um, it started with Vacation Bible School um, because there are kids who went with us. There are youth. They're not kids anymore. There are youth who went with us to Denver who started um, under the leadership of Ellie. Um, and, you know, walked with her for years and years, and it was very, very neat to see my two kids and uh, Luke and Eli and Corey, and us to all be there with Ellie, kind of our last um, sort of hurrah with her. Um, but she had really shown them the ways to be Jesus in rec and how to have fun and how to, um, to play and, and in the stories that my kids tell me about how there were students who were there on the first days and they were shy or they didn't want to play the games or they weren't, um, you know, they weren't feeling connected. But at the 
end of the, of the week, you know, they were playing the games and they were involved and they could see the growth that had happened in those students' lives. And so, you know, that was on the rec side of things. And then Sherry and I were working with the kindergarten and some first graders, and we were seeing the growth from the first um, the first lesson into the end, until the final lesson on Friday. And we presented the gospel. And I know Josh and um, and uh, Pastor Lyle were doing the same thing. And there were 15 who, you know, were like, we're interested. We either want to, you know, know more or we're ready to accept Jesus as our Savior. And so that um, that's what it was all about. Um, and so I just want to thank you for supporting missions. Thank you for supporting the, the children's ministries that are here in our church because it is um, – it is awesome as a parent to uh, to see your kids grow and then to be able to go um, for a week and serve alongside them. Um, and so I just thank you for, for being here for us to support us in, in planting those seeds in Denver. Because, um, you know, when you when you go there, you, you see the, the brand new community that is sprouting up there. Um, and on the outside, it's beautiful. On the outside, it's brand new. And it looks like everybody has it all together. Um, but the inside of the heart, you know, like uh, Chris was saying, there's a world of lostness there. And so First Baptist Church, you've planted seeds in Denver, and so thank you very much. As we kind of think about the end of the summer and kind of wrap up, um, uh, just to tell you a couple of things, I'll, I'll brag on our church for a minute. Um, First of all, I want to say thank you to you as a church. We, um, Many of you remember in years past when we would do multiple fundraisers to try to raise money, spaghetti suppers and car washes and dog washes and I don't know what else we washed, but other stuff we would wash. And the church always responded. It was always great. But a few years ago, we, we had gone to this concept of a big extravagant giving offering in uh, the in the winter and for international missions, local missions, for all of that to kind of um, partner together. That is where we, by the way, for Journey Point, our December extravagant giving is where we have all of our support that we give Journey Point outside of our trip. And they are so thankful for that. And we always have a huge offering in uh, winter. And then in the summer, right before summer, in May, we have a an offering where we give you as a church an opportunity to give towards the mission trip, towards the camps that are going. We talk about the importance of camps, and we've gone over the statistics before that the likelihood in America, because of the way that our system is structured, the likelihood that a kid accepts Jesus after the age of 18 goes down drastically in our culture. And that Vacation Bible School is still the most effective evangelistic tool in America, and camps are second. And so being able to send kids to camp, being able to help with the cost of camp, and you helped significantly this year. We took a VBS offering to go towards international missions. And one of the things that was missing out of our portfolio this year, if you will, was our Brazil mission trip. And I was really kind of burdened because we have an Acts 1-8 strategy and we always want to be going internationally. Well, this year you gave above and beyond what we expected in our extravagant giving offering. You gave over $24,000 to camps and missions this summer, which is just phenomenal. And it means that, that we're going to be able to give a portion of 
that, not go to camps, but to go to international missions for, to make up for what we weren't able to do in Brazil this year, even to help out some of the Brazilian missionaries. So we're really thankful for that. But it also meant that we had, um, in a year of COVID, we matched the numbers of kids going to camp this year and went above in a couple of cases of what we had two years ago. And that's an amazing thing, partly because we were able to offer that. And here's what I want to brag on our church about. The leadership that goes loves on the kids. They are so good with them, whether it be at Centricid, um, whether it be at, um, at Generate, they are so good. Uh, one of my favorite things at uh, Mission Trip this year was I was kind of an administrative thing because uh, of some changes here at the church and some ways that our team was structured. I was more kind of administrative. I was the... if. Um, Journey Point needed a super target run. I had to go get super target stuff. If we, if we needed something pulled from that area or something put in that area, when I wasn't teaching Bible study, I was over. If Ellie needed something, if um, the basketball teacher needed something. And so I was hanging out a lot around those people that were kind of making decisions, Chris and Libby and some of those people. And the Journey Point people, I heard a couple of times talking about people. Sorry for a second, Ma. It's just IBE stuff. It's all right. I'm good. Um, I was sitting by and I heard somebody and they would point somebody out and they would say, man, that person is top notch. I heard them say that about four people. Okay. There were three teams. Ours was not the biggest. All four of the people they talked about were our people. It was like that person is like if we could have, I mean, I heard what, you know, they say it different ways. It was like, if we got 30 of those people, we could do any camp in America. If we could have those people every week, our church would see. And they were all talking. And a lot of them were our youth. It's awesome to see when you're on the mission field that. In fact, one of them said something. And I had one of those proud dad moments, you know. And it wasn't my, one of my sons, although they were nice things were said about them as well on the mission trip. But they were talking about one of the people working. Um, and they said, I think they're from South Carolina. I went, no, 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 they're not. They're from, they're from that's ours. That's from Goodlettsville. So that was Josh Norman. I wouldn't let them claim Josh, all right? Like he's, yes, he's great. And so it's fun to be on mission and see that. We go to Denver, and we've gone to Denver because of the lostness. And like Laura just said, you look at the outside, brand new com- communities, all that you could imagine. Where we did camp is none of us in this room would think, you know what, that would be the perfect place to do camp. He said it was an old Red Robin fast casual restaurant, an old burger place. In fact, somebody came, one of the kids came and go, why are we doing camp in a Red Robin? Like, that's just what it was. We had that in one area. We taught Bible study in the area where they used to prepare Subway sandwiches. And they had some problem with the sewage drain in that room that was evident every morning when you went in. And so a couple of times while teaching Bible study, literally the associate pastor is pouring water down a drain to try to flush the system because the smell was so bad. That's where we did, that's where I taught Bible study. That's where <laughs> Laura and Sherry were like, what can we go buy to put in here to try to make things better? It was not what you, the, when we asked them, what do you have for a recreation field? They said, we have a patch of grass. And that was generous. It was a shopping center is where we did it. And you've been to Indian Lake. You don't think, you know what would be great to do mass recreation with 45 kids on the patch of grass. But we did because the team that you sent, the team that we have trained here at First Baptist, just knows how to adapt and do it. 
they had a pastor. I may have told you this a few weeks ago. They had a pastor from a large church outside of Knoxville who was thinking of starting camps at their church, a church that's probably four times our size at least, came to Denver to study how they were doing camp so that they could implement it. And they said, how do, where, where did this come from? And their associate pastor says, you need to talk to him. It's his church. Because they see how effective we are. Now, all that doesn't matter if it's just a great camp and nobody's lives are changed. Next week, they're having a baptism service at Journey Point Church in Denver. And they're drawing that from the two camps they did this summer. The camp that we were a part of that had nine that they have confirmed said yes to Jesus. And the second camp, which had up to 15. That's 24 kids in a three-year-old church, a church that averages around 75 to 100 on Sunday. You don't think having 24 kids and their family suddenly involved could radically change that church and their impact in Denver? And that's, we're able to do that because you. You give, you pray, and you encourage to go. When I came 14 years ago, I said that our goal, our purpose is to glorify God by leading people to become passionately devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And that we do that according to the Acts 1-8 model. We do it here. We do it at the next level, statewide, regional-wide. We do it nationally, and we do it internationally. And even in the midst of the challenges of COVID, and as you know, the challenges of staff turnover and things that have happened in and among our church and other churches in America, this summer, we saw God do above and beyond what we could ask or imagine for the glory of his name and the sake of his kingdom. Because we were willing to, as Tori talked about, go. And so I'm going to ask you to continue praying. I'm going to ask you to continue praying for Journey Point Church in Denver, Colorado. Like I said, they're, they're having... Um, baptism next week. One of the things that they're, uh, I've texted with Chris a little bit, one of the things that can help them, that we can pray for is some of these kids are coming home and saying they've accepted Jesus as their Savior and their parents are saying, what does that mean? They don't have a clue. And so they are arranging meetings with the kids and the families all at once to have a conversation. Because of that, some of the parents are reluctant to go through with baptism, and they're having to talk through that a little bit more. And so you can pray for them. They said, we have some scheduled next week, but we're still, we've had a, you know, back and forth on a couple, and we're praying that God will make this a big back-to-school, kind of back-into-the-fall event. He says that several of them have said, we're going to start coming full force. Um, they are, they have not been meeting every week because COVID protocols in Denver are tighter than they are um, in our part of the world right now. And so they have not been meeting every week. They've been online one week, in person the next. They're going back to in person full time in the next couple of weeks. That's a big prayer for them. So continue to pray for Chris and Libby Phillips and their four kids, for Seth Brown, who is his right hand man. Um, they had help this summer with some Gen Sin people from the North American Mission Board. Those people have left, and so they're back to their smaller team, and so pray for them. Pray for our youth that are back from Generate as they enter into the halls of their schools. Almost all of them have gone back last week or will go back this week um, as they go into the daily life of what it is that they can be a light in the darkness um, and to the friends and the people that are around them, to their families as well. Pray for our kids in the same way um, as they are moving back into their schools and trying to figure that. Some of our kids, we had a large group that moved up to youth group and that transition is happening. 
pray for our kids. Pray for our leadership. Pray for Josh as he endeavors to lead our youth. Pray for Krista as she leads and coordinates our kids. And then pray that as a church, we would always, no matter what the circumstances are, be willing to go. To follow God's call. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the chance that we have to simply do what you've called us to do, Lord. And you just call us to be faithful, and that's it, to say yes. Lord, I imagine what Isaiah experienced when he walked into the temple and he saw you high lifted up. And in the midst of that, the only thing he could say after it was, after acknowledging his own sin and hearing the need, saying, here am I, send me. Lord, I pray that we will be a here am I, send me church. That individually, Lord, we would say, here I am, send me. Then as a church, Lord, we would say, here we are, send us. Lord, I pray for people in this room that are called out to go on mission next summer, whether that be back to Denver or to a different location. Hopefully, Lord, as we pray in your wisdom and your mercy that we're able to return to Brazil. We pray for kids right now that don't know it yet, but you are preparing them to go to camp at CenterKid or Generate next summer. Lord, we pray for leadership as they are preparing all of that, both at the level of the camp level, but also, Lord, in our church as we prepare and do and live out ministry here. We pray, Lord, that we would shine like you have called us to shine, that we as a church will be a city on a hill blazing forth the light of who you are in a world that is filled with darkness. And Lord, that we would see people's lives forever change because of that. And Lord, most of all, we pray that we would be just passionately devoted to the sake of your name and to the spread of your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for being here this this week. Um, It's a little bit of a different kind of service, and we're going to end in a little different way, and so we're going to end by saying we're done. We're done, all right? Thank you for being here. Y'all be good. Have a good week.